what is up everybody welcome back to the lair buddy how are you man <laughs> we're hanging in the lair today bro how are you i was looking forward to this for two whole days i mean i look forward to it the whole week but man the last two days is like i can't wait to get in the lair what do you have what do you have going on this week my man yeah you know just another fun day fun week of work man but let me, let me ask go ahead you nope. go first <laughs> i don't want to spoil it you go let me ask you a question. Do you guys do birthday cards for coworkers at your work? Yeah. I hate yeah. writing in them things. Okay, I'm that's terrible my question. at it, dude. That's I'm my t- question. Do you write like a, a message in each one? Um, like, dear David, thanks for working with you. Or dear John, working with you is a blast, buddy. Thanks for dude, being you. You know me. I short term everything. So usually it's just like HBD. Have a good day. Ray. <laughs> I don't even say happy birthday, dude. I just do HBD. So for years, I have only <laughs> written happy birthday, exclamation point, Kyle. Because I'm like, dude, I don't know what to say, you know, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, someone called me out on it today. And I was like, whatever. Dude, do you want to? I have a couple of funny stories about this. I'm terrible at like writing stuff in people's cards. Like Me too. we do thank you letters at work and, and like we do like birthday cards or like we will say something in teams. And I like if I do write something, it takes me forever. And I'm I'll be honest, I'm not that good of a speller. I don't know what it is. I'm just terrible at spelling. I always second guess myself and it takes me so long to write anything in anybody's card. So you just one keep time, looking at every word like that doesn't look. Yeah, right. and I'm like having to write it out in my brain to make sure like my sentences yeah. are you know. And one time at um when I was uh my my last position with my last team, we had to um it was somebody's birthday, and dude, I was staring at this card for like 20 minutes because I was like, yeah. dude, this is I don't know what to write. Like everybody's writing these nice things. Like what do I put in there? I word for word copied someone else's and just wrote the same exact thing. (laughs) Oh, dude. I don't even know if they noticed, but I literally said the exact same thing as somebody else wrote in the card and I just signed it Ray. And it was (laughs) hilarious, dude. I didn't know what to do. Heck yeah, buddy. Uh, Dude, I sat there for like 20, 30 minutes trying to think of what to write. I'd started, stopped, started, stopped. And eventually I just wrote happy birthday. And I'm thinking, you don't know how long it took me to write happy birthday. Like, give me some credit here. Yeah, I'm bad about it. And um, I struggle with it every time. And uh, it's tough. Yeah, man. It's not my jam. I could write something, but it'll take me a half hour. Like, I can't just like those people that can whip out a paragraph in like two minutes. No, that's that's a half hour job for me. One of my buddies at work started using chat GPT oh, to write dude. all his birthday cards. I know a guy who uses it as well from work. And um, dude, it reminded me of, remember Joe Dirt when he's like doing that interview and he like puts an eye on the end of his name and he's like, it's Joe, Joe Dirt Day. And he's like, don't try to church it up, boy. It's Joe Dirt. That is exactly what chat GPT reminds me of because like, he just threw this like random sentence in and it made it sound so like like fancy professional and yeah. elegant and i was like dude part of me wanted to get it but i was like no i can't do it i, I would be weirded out yeah but um yeah man it's uh 
I, I even have trouble writing emails sometimes. Like it takes me forever to write a nice well, email. Well, at just least because the I'm emails like, are spell check. Yeah, I, that is very true. That is very beneficial to me. <laughs> to me too. But like I just, you know, I just overthink it at, you know, in my brain. I just, I read it and then I type and then I read it and I type. And then I'm like by the time I'm done, I'm like, dude, I overthought that email so bad. And it was just like, like the simplest email, like, you know, nothing serious. I, I don't know, dude. Yeah, no, I know. I'm the same way, dude. But I do have a tough time. Even like cards for my wife. Gosh, those, Th- are, the those are the worst. Those are the hardest ones. I hope she's not listening because I Google a lot. Yeah, dude. I'm just Hallmark stealing all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then you got to change a few words because then they know it's not from you. You got oh, like, yeah, to dumb it down a little. Yeah, totally. Uh, when I, <laughs> it'd be like if I was throwing a prompt into ChatGPT, I'd be like, "Make it sound a little bit more dumb." <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds like me now. <laughs> oh gosh, dude, dude, I got some good news. Tell I'm me, breaking the news here first to you. Okay, I'm nervous. I got my tickets to TMNT already. Oh, dude, you know what's rad is a buddy of mine. Uh, he has a couple kids, um, teenage boys or preteen boys. Anyways, um, he sent me this link to our local theater. It's like it's a eight. Are they doing that special one? Yeah, it's like an eight thirty a.m. showing, so it's like early on a Saturday. But it's like um, you get the ticket. You get like I think it's like a limited drinks, popcorn, snacks. You get like. They're like get doing special giveaways, all this kind yeah. of cool stuff, and so we might uh, we might go to that. It l- looks really cool, dude. I've been watching trailers with my kids last night, and I am pumped for it, dude. dude. My son wants to watch a trailer daily. I love your son, dude. I love that he's so all about. He's the already got a bunch of new turtle toys. All the I new, love it, all the new figures are coming out, like at all the stores. So he's got a couple Leos. He's got a, I think he's got a Raph. He's got uh, Rocksteady and Bebop. He just bought one of the new, well, I went to the comic shop this week and um, he wanted to get a book, right? And I was like, sweet. He didn't get a book though. Bro, he picks out this Mario <laughs> book, right? And it was like seven bucks. And I'm like, sweet, dude, I'm going to save a little money. I'm not buying a bunch of minifigs or, you know, toys. I was like buying this cool Mario book and it was like his level, you know, and I was like, all right, good. We go to walk out and of course, right there by the checkout, they got no. the new Funkos, dude. The new Funko Pops, the new Turtles. Six of them. They have new the new turtles and oh dude, yep. I gotta Google this. Yeah, there's so there's the four turtles, April's, um, Splinter, and uh, what's the bad guy's name? Um, no way, bro. Who's the main villain in the? I that can't remember fly one that yeah. Ice Cube's. Yep. Who Ice Cube's playing? Yeah, and um, he wanted me to buy them all. He's like, Dad, buy me, <laughs> and I'm like, Bro, I'm not. I was like, I'm buying you a six dollar <gasps> book, and now there you want is. Yeah, they're rad, huh? Oh my gosh, they are red, bro. So he bought Leo. I ended up, I, he like had a mental breakdown in the store. And I, so I ended up buying Leonardo for him. And then we left and he's like, you never buy me all of them. And I'm like, dude, I'm not buying you every single one right at this moment. I was like, this is going to happen over time. Bro. Dude, the next day he wakes up and he's like, dad, can we go back to the comic shop and buy another uh, Funko Pop? And I said, no, dude. I said, next week, maybe. <laughs> he was all fired up at me. But they're rad, dude. I wanted the Splinter one, but he didn't want to pick Splinter. I was just looking at this. I just added them all to my wish list. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool, huh? They're rad. 
Um, you know, I used to not be a huge fan of uh, Raph doing the like full head wrap, you know, but it mm. kind of grew on me now. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I like it. Uh, you don't want to know something I started reading and I haven't finished it yet, but I started reading the um, TMNT Stranger Things crossover. Mm. Yeah, they had and, a bunch uh, of rad covers at my shop this week. So far, it's pretty cool. And as far as I can tell so far, it's like old school turtles. So they're all wearing the red bandana, you know? Oh, really? So that's kind of neat. That is cool. Kind of sticking true to the to the time period, 1980s. Bro, did you hear what? Did you hear FedEx is going to go on a strike? UPS. I mean, UPS. That's totally what I meant. Yep. I talked to my driver, dude, and he said for sure August 1st to go on on a strike. Well, get this. I just read an article that FedEx is going to buy them out. Buy out UPS? Yeah, they're going to combine. No. Dude, you know what it's going to be called? No, Dad. You're fed up. <laughs> you almost broke my heart, dude. I hate FedEx, bro. It's going to be called Fed Up. Fed up. I'm fed up, man. I'm Those fed drivers up. are fed up, that's for sure. Dude, they have no AC in their little brown trucks. Dude, that guy rolls around with a tiny little fan. And it's 120 out where you live. I would be dying. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> there was a time in my life where I thought that'd be a cool job. I mean, I yeah, I did too. And now, I'm not in my neck of the woods. No way, man. How you holding up? My back hurts still. I'm icing it right now as we speak. I don't know what it is. I was feeling pretty good. And then yesterday, I don't know if I like just overdid it. So I, I, can't, I was almost like 80. And now I'm back down to like maybe 65 or mm. What's that mean? I don't know what it is. It's a 65% like health. Oh, gotcha. Back gotcha. health. Yeah. Back health. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what, dude. It, back, and it, back pain is the worst. Well, I'm sorry, man. I can't even giggle without it feeling weird. Bummer, bro. Anyways, I'm stoked for the turtle movie, though. That's for sure. Dude, me too, man. Super stoked. I, 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 there's, I've talked to a few people that aren't too stoked on it, though. Why? Because it's Nickelodeon. I don't know what they have against Nickelodeon, but... Anything TMNT is Nickelodeon now. They own the the rights. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I, I think it looks super rad. The animation looks so fun. You think it looks like clay? Every once in a while, kind of. My daughter said it looked like clay. And I was like, eh, I could see it. I wonder how they're going to do it, though, with so many people in it. You know, like so many different characters. Like, usually like what's the, the story going to be? Yeah, there's so many characters. Like all the villains. I mean, I didn't see Shredder in there, but so many villains. Like, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be good, man. I, did you see that they did a, a premiere and there was a standing O? Oh, really? So I think it's going to be good, bro. All right. I'm in. I'm pretty stoked. So I'm probably going to go to... I'm probably going to be going to this special event deal because it sounds fun. Dude, I was going to try, but I looked around and there wasn't any around me that any conveniently yeah, yeah. close by. And I'm a morning person. I know it's weird going to a movie at 8.30 a.m., but I'm going to check it out. The good news is going that early, you probably won't have a lot of competition for the giveaways. <laughs> you just see me plowing through the crowd to get a free shirt out of a shirt cannon gun or whatever those are called. It's mine! <laughs> Have you have you watched Impractical Jokers? Mm-mm. Have you ever seen it? I like you think, get the gist of the show, though. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I yeah, think I've Ford, seen like a trailer or something of it. Dude, there's one where um, I can't remember if it's a punishment or not, but Joe Gatto, he's like one of the. I don't know. I think they're all funny, but Joe is sent to 
I can't remember what baseball stadium it was. It might have been like Fenway Park. And he's up in the um, stand. Oh, no, it was new. It was the Mets. And he's up in the stands. And one of the Mets players was in on it, right? And so there's all these fans. And this Mets player kept throwing balls. And he was trying to directly get him to Joe. And Joe was in the middle of this crowd. And he would steal every single ball. Like, even taking them away from little kids. And it was hysterical. But one mom, like, went off on him. And he, like, she was like, give me the ball. That's my kids. And he's like, no, like, this is my ball. Like, and he had a bag full of baseballs that (laughs) that he was stealing from everybody, dude. And it was the funniest, but, like, cringiest, like, giving me anxiety episode ever. Because I could just feel the tension with everybody around him. Because they were, they didn't know what was going on. And they just thought this guy was stealing all their baseballs. And, dude. People get intense with that. That'll be especially me, with their kids. Like, oh yeah, you're not stealing a ball from my kid. Like a grown man, ain't no way. There's all these young, like all these young fans out there, and he was stealing them from all these kids. Pretty funny though. Let's get into some books, man. It was a, a pretty decent week. I didn't get into as much as I wanted to, but um, I did get some good reading, in, and I got to start uh, the Marvel series, uh, Secret Invasion. What'd you think? Just uh, like your quick. Quick first initial thoughts of it. So I watched episode one. It did take me a couple days because like I started it at like, I think I started it at almost 10 o'clock one night and I got like 15 minutes in and like the, my phone like slipped out of my hands and that's when you know I'm like falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I better turn it off because I'm not paying attention. I'm just sleeping. But um, I liked it, dude. It's pretty um, good, right? Yeah, I, I liked the, I liked the whole premise. Yeah, me too. And, um, you know, the investigation part of it, and they're trying to find out what's going on. Bombs are going off, and um, I liked it. I'm in. Heck yeah. I think there's, what, four episodes out so far? I think it's only six. Is that right? Yeah, I think four came out this week, but yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. just six. So, pretty stoked. I like it. I'm going to keep up with it. And, um, Heck yeah, buddy. I heard uh, a buddy of mine at work is watching it, and he said episode four, there was, like, a big thing that happened. So... Mm. I don't know if you watched it or not. I haven't watched four yet. I watched uh, three. Okay. So I'm in it. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Have you seen the set photos for Deadpool where Wolverine's wearing his uniform? Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple like still action shots where they're fighting each yeah. other. It what do you rag. think? I agree. I like his OG. I'm, I'm pumped. I like the OG uniform and he's looking jacked and got yeah. his beard going down. I hope it's cool. Me too. Do you know anything what like storyline for that? Not movie at all, or? dude. Not nothing. Yeah. Dude, I want to talk to you about one that I read today that based off your recommendation. Is uh, that cool with you? Which one? Because I recommended two to you this week to read so we can chat about them. If you're down, I really want to chat with you about Batman One Bad Day Penguin. Oh, dude. I literally think this might this one and Riddler might be one of my favorite Batman One Bad Day stories. So you've got a leg up on me. This is the only one bad day story I've read, but I freaking loved it, man. Dude, wasn't it just good? Like the Penguin story was rad. Was rad, dude. So he's kind of like been kicked out. Umbrella Man has taken his spot. And I would love to get your take on Umbrella Man. You know what? As a villain, Umbrella Man isn't that cool to me. (laughs) No, right? (laughs) Not that cool to me at all. And he's apparently running the crime crime scene in gotham city now and but penguin's like you know what man i'm gonna start making my way back into this 
And did you have any idea who that girl was with the big old fists? No, I can't remember her name, but I don't, I'm not super familiar with her. Yeah, me neither. I had no idea who she was, but it was a rad story, dude, just about. Why don't you tell everybody why Penguin is like trying to get his empire back because how crazy Umbrella Man is. That's what I loved. That's the best part of this whole thing. So, uh, and if I do a bad job explaining it, jump in. Yeah. But when Penguin was the kind of ringleader of crime in Gotham City, everything was kind of balanced and leveled out and. It wasn't just these like really gross, petty crimes. Like one of the things that Penguin even says to Batman is like, I always gave the villains just enough, but not too much to cause any real damage, you know? Yeah. And um, he sees Umbrella Man as just like wrecking havoc in the city and, and ruining people's lives where he felt like the Penguin was. I love it where he really felt like he was the hero of, of Gotham. Gotham. Yeah. It's like Penguin had like. He still, even though he was a villain, he still had like standards. Like yeah. he's like, I'm not crossing the line here. Like we still have to have some type of controlled chaos, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be the one that controls it. And we're gonna keep, like you said, keep things balanced. Where Umbrella Man, he's just like letting everybody just do whatever, and it's getting wild out there. Like the yeah. scenes where Batman is like in his like bat ship or whatever you want to call it and like mm-hmm. there's so many calls that he doesn't even know what to like <sighs> he doesn't even know what calls to go to because yeah. it's just insane with the amount of trouble is going on in gotham he even meets up with the detective and she's like how long have you been going at it and he's like i can't even rem- like i don't even remember the last time i slept mm-hmm. you know because it's just pure chaos so at least penguin like kind of kept things in control, I guess. Yeah. And just his interactions with everybody as he's trying to like get his old crew back. And, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was really well written and he was like such a compelling sort of, he made a compelling case like every step of the way. I thought, yeah, he has a lot of like humble moments where, cause he treated yeah. people like trash mm-hmm. and that's why everybody, when umbrella man kind of stepped up and was like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, take over everybody just was like oh sweet penguins tweet treat me like trash Penguins tweeting he's tweeting around treat me like <laughs> trash and uh, maybe this umbrella man you know will be better to work for turns out they were way wrong way and wrong. um so when penguin was making a comeback like he had to he had to do a lot of apologizing and um i liked it man i liked this story i liked his character like the art I thought was fantastic. Art was phenomenal, bro. Yeah, I love the artwork. Um, I have a question though. Yeah. So at the very end, dude, Batman kind of sees him on his way to what he's gonna do, and this is when uh, Penguin kind of lays out that whole bit to him, right? Like, hey, you thought you were the hero, but really it was me. Like, like crime rates skyrocket, and what's the only difference? I'm gone. Yeah, you know. And Batman tells him. And maybe you can explain this better to me or something, but Batman, Batman pretty much tells him like, okay, the night's yours. You, you can do what you want tonight and I'll see you tomorrow sort of deal. Yeah. So he's like, he, so he buys penguins argument there. Well, I think because deep down he knows he's right. Like, would you rather continue down this rabbit hole of chaos that umbrella man has caused where all these police officers are losing their lives. Citizens, like, it's just chaos. He can't even keep up. 
or go back to, you know, chasing penguin around and there's a lot more controlled chaos where it's more under control. You know what I mean? And so I think yeah. deep down he knows for sure that penguin is right. He just doesn't want to admit it. So that's why he's just like, all right, I'll, I'll take this day off and let you do what you got to do. Yeah. And then at the very end, once, I mean, spoiler alert, I guess. Penguin well, it's been can, out for a while, I think. Yeah. Penguin gets his empire back and Batman shows back up. Can you explain that interaction to me? So Batman was kind of like, hey, dude, like, I don't know what you're thinking, but you're coming with me. And then Penguin's pretty much just like, no, I'm not. Like, you misunderstood the deal. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Penguin just seems like a mastermind to me. You he know does, what I mean? Doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he knows what he's doing now that he's back in control yeah. of, his, of, of the city. Um, I, it's like he almost like stumped Batman. Yeah, that's what I that's where I was getting, dude. Like, because that blew my mind. Yeah. And uh, I just really kind of it was kind of I don't know the right way to put it, but kind of cool to see that in, in one regard. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because it's different than a normal yeah. thing where Batman's going to put somebody in Arkham or something. I think, too, like Batman realizes like now the whole city is back to being behind Penguin, at least all, you know, the villains. And like he shows a problem up. he's willing to have or something. Yeah, like he shows up, though, like to where the Penguin's hanging out with all of his buddies. Like, yeah. Batman, you came up unprepared, my man. Like he did. Oh, gonna, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he came solo, and he has his whole crew standing oh. behind. Him. They just took over the city. They're back in charge. He's treating his yeah. people right now. So there's no way they're gonna let him go. Just see you later. You know. Yeah, that's it. That explains it to me. Good point. Because if you uh, look at the very last panel, it's him with all of his crew standing right yeah. behind him. Yeah. But um, super fun, man. I loved it. I thought the art again was rad um so this one good, and the dude. riddler i think have been my my favorite i still have yet to read clayface <laughs> <laughs> my wife has listened to the show and she's like she's like i don't know what it is with you guys always saying your l's really funny yeah, to clayface. each other <laughs> but um i don't know if there's any more that are supposed to come out i know there was a lot of these i think it's done and i was going to tell you they sell them in like a really cool slip box case. set, dude. Yeah. It looks so rad. And I've I seen might it. pick it up. <laughs> they're they're rad. I will say, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of like two. The two face one like, was just all right. Yeah, like that yeah. one was my least favorite. Um, there's Razagul. Um, I can't remember the other ones, but I think this one and Riddler are Mister Freeze. Oh yeah, Freeze one was really good too. But I think I think this one might be my favorite. This one was good, dude, just because um, Oswald as a character, like, I guess I also just have like a weird sort of interpretation that's been handed down to me from terrible movies of the Penguin. Yeah. They're like, this kind of was just really cool to see a Penguin just be a be a boss. Yeah. I did like how like he's sitting on this park bench, you know, and you really don't get to see his like stature and his size. Mm -hmm. And then you go, it's like, I don't know. I think like the fourth fist page, you finally see him like walking along next to people. And dude, he is a small dude. Yeah. And the, his backstory too, with the kids and his mom yeah. paying them all to be at the party and stuff. Was, yeah. I liked it, dude. Yeah. It was really good. good. I'm glad you liked it. I, I knew you would. Yeah. And just literally from the, like, right when I opened it up, I was like, dude, I already love this artwork, dude. Yeah. 
I just said dude like eight times in a row. Dude. <laughs> let's read another one. Um, we read a few this week that we both read, but let's um, let's go over to this one from Scout Comics. I know the guys over at oh, Pullbox yeah. Pals. Uh, I don't know if they're reading this one, but I know they really dig Scout as a publisher. Um, what do you think of Sudden Death? Can I just give a little shout out here to be weird? Yeah. We got to read this on Hoopla. Brought to you by Hoopla, your free app. <laughs> we did, yeah. Number one. Dude, Sudden Death was rad, dude. And I, this is another one you threw on my radar that just ended up with a wild twist at the end. I think, but, the, yeah, the end is definitely what captured me the most because um, the art isn't my favorite. It's all like... All blue. Yeah, it's all blue. Um, wasn't my favorite thing. And as you're going through the story, you're kind of like, okay, what's going on here? You got this guy. He's, um, I don't know. How would you explain this? The, our main character, Hank. Old Hank. He kind of just seems down on his luck. Yeah, he seems like a, a he's little He's in a depressed. tough place in life. In, we'll just yeah, say that. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's in a little bit of a funk for sure. Yeah, he's seeing a, he's seeing a therapist uh, going through life. She doesn't seem like she's really helping, though. No, he, she doesn't seem like a good therapist at all. No. And she looked a little like uh, the villain from 101 Dalmatians. You think? I thought she looked like Ursula. Oh, that's who I'm thinking. I'm going to cut that out. Let's say that again. <laughs> and she kind of looked like Ursula. <laughs> she did look like Ursula. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that whole bit in. Um, but, dude, this takes a wild twist, dude. Dude, yeah, it, it's wild. So he has like this... Um, like a fling with he a has new this girl. fling with this woman. Yeah, it seems like maybe his luck is changing, but he's still kind of like down in the dumps, depressed, like you said, not paying attention. Goes to cross the road. It looks like he lives in a big city, and he just gets smoked by this eighteen wheeler. Just runs him over. You definitely think he's dead. He has like flashbacks of like I would assume his life. His, it's kind of like panel by like different scenes from his life or something. Yeah, like and and this kind of will paint the picture too of why maybe he's so depressed because it shows him like getting married, having kids, and then it shows like looks like now maybe they're divorced or separated or something, and so oh, that could be yeah. why he's in the funk he's in. And then he wakes up in the hospital, and the doctor's like, "Dude, like you should be dead. Like this is what happened yeah. to you. Like." you are completely fine. And he's like, what do you mean I'm completely fine? Like, what happened? And she's like, well, you got hit by a, a truck. You ended up managing to survive. Like, tons of your bones were broken. Your lungs, your heart was failing. Like, you should have died. And he's like, well, how long was I out? And she's like, five hours. <laughs> After getting smoked by that boss, so, Yeah, so he literally healed from that craziness in, in five hours. And... um Somehow it broke in the like local news. And so now all these people are like outside of his room calling him like immortal man. Immortal and, man. Yeah. He's like, what is going on? Well, then, dude, the last couple pages, man, you flash to this other scene with some woman and her husband. And it looks like she's going to work or getting ready to do something. And all of a sudden, dude, the husband just like explodes into all the like he's the one who got hit by the truck. Oh, yes. And so now it's like this dude is immortal or can't die, but whatever happens to him now is happening to random people. Dude, I didn't put that together. I just thought he died. But yes, in this panel, it looks like he got hit by a truck. Yeah, the way, he, the way his body comes apart, that's yeah. him getting hit by a truck for sure. Dude, 
And that's so wild. that's how that's how the issue ends. And you're just like, dude. So now you got this guy. He's I, how is this going to go to his head? Is he going to like? I don't know how they're going to go with the story. But I was. Is he going to do like wild things to just die and come back to life over and over before yeah. he realizes what's happening? And yeah, exactly. How long is it going to take for him to realize he's killing other people by doing that? Dude. And so gnarly story. I love the premise. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, by the time I got done reading it, the art kind of grew on me, you know? Yeah, it did. But, um, I got used to it too, for sure. Just the color was weird since it was all blue, but um, I, it was a cool story. It was one that I just um, was scrolling through Hoopla and I seen it and I was like, and it just came out recently too, which is cool that Hoopla is throwing it out there like right away. Dude, I liked it, man. Good find. So yeah, it was a good one. I was I was stoked with that one, dude. Those those two were, I don't know. I had a lot of good reads this week, dude. I want to talk to you about another one. Let's get right into it. You want to talk about a little bit of a Lonesome Hunters Wolf Child, uh, dude? Let's get back into the Lonesome Hunter story. Tyler Crook. Were you pumped to be back though with this dude, artwork, man? I love his artwork. It's just so good, dude. I love the color, the aesthetic of the whole thing. It's just phenomenal work, and, dude. Yeah, going back to um. How when we were talking about pulp last week and you have the edition that kind of like shows how they like went through and created it. I'd love that. Well, not only would I love that for this, but imagine just one dude doing it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to message the old Mr. Tyler Crook and be like, you know what we need is a process edition. Dude, but what do you think? Pick him back up with old Lupe and uh, Howard. Oh, oh, Howard, dude. I love it, man. It's like... um, it's like, so it is a continuation from where they left yeah. off uh, issue f- uh, four. I think it was only four, right? I think it was four. Yeah, you're right. And um, so it's continuing their storyline, but then it's also throwing in this other new character slash creature in with what they have already going on. And uh, I liked it, man. Uh, super cool. So um, which part do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about like the continuation part? I want to ask you a question. Okay. Do you think they should have let that magpie go? No. What were they thinking? You can't trust those magpies at all. It's definitely going right back to the queen because the queen already says, like, I know who to ask. I mean, they are infatuated with trinkets. That's for sure. Yeah, but making a deal with something that loves treasure that much felt like a bad idea. Yeah, I, I... I mean, we might be surprised, but I did think it was a bad idea. Like, what were you guys thinking? Like, yeah. maybe if you guys, like, didn't just spend a couple days, maybe it was, like, a couple months, mm-hmm. like, building a relationship with this magpie, not just, right. like, a couple days in the road. You guys almost just got killed by a bunch of magpies, and now all of a sudden you're like, let's be best buddies. I did question their uh, choice right there for sure. Yeah. So, but they kind of pick up where it left off and they're still on a mission to get this um, sword, sword. Yeah. back to its owner. And uh, they're kind of on a road trip to see somebody he knows who he thinks can can tell him where to go. Yeah. Someone from his past that taught him how to hide the sword, you know, I had yeah. it in that little box. Mm-hmm. So that's the person he's going to meet. Um, they ended up breaking down in the small town. And before they break down, we kind of get like a... There, there's something going on in the town, um, like this big wolf that's kind of mm-hmm. like terrorizing the town. It's eating their livestock, so these guys are out hunting it. They look like they blast it, but it kind of runs away. 
And then right after they let the magpie out, like Lupe's off. She's in the woods. She has to go to the restroom or whatever. And she sees this boy in this wolf mask. Yeah. And she's kind of freaked out. Doesn't think anything of it. Goes back to town because they're trying to get their car fixed. I think it'll be a couple days. So now they have to spend a couple days in this town. There's kind of a lot going on, too, because you get this flashback of the main magpie Mm -hmm. that is coming after them. Right. And then we get a conversation that Howard has with that woman from the first volume. I don't know if it's, his, uh, is it a relative or just a friend from their church that they're yeah. were part of? It seemed like a relative, but I wasn't sure if that wasn't just a name that she kind of, you know how like, if you lived next door, I'd be like, it's Uncle Ray. Yeah, yeah. And so he kind of tells her kind of what they're doing, but doesn't give a lot of details, right? Kind of keeping it hush hush. Well, she... She's working with the church. She's not on his side at all. Yeah, Yeah, because she's working with this cult or this church. And so she calls the the main headquarters or what I would assume headquarters, and they're getting a group together to come find him to get this sword and kill him now. Right. Yeah, send him back to hell is what they said. Yep. So you got the magpie king. Were you surprised that he's like 130 years old? Dude, yeah. (laughs) I was like, what? So yeah, you got the mag- magpie. I can't remember queen or king. I can't. I think queen. it was queen. Yeah, queen yeah. coming after him. You got the one magpie on the loose. I don't know what. I, I don't know what's going on there. You got the cult coming after him, and then now we have this other side story where, you know, yeah. With this so it wolf. seems to me like this arc is gonna. So on their way, they like you said stopped at this motel on their journey, and this kind of feels like it's gonna. Maybe just be this quite like a side quest sort of issue. Like it seems like maybe as they try to solve whatever's happening in this town with this wolf boy and the. You think it's gonna the whole? You think the whole arc will take place just in this town? I don't know. You, what are you think gonna move forward? I think it'll. I think the majority of it will be in the town. Me too. That's what I had like a kind of feeling. Like yeah. the backstory is gonna keep building because it already started here. Yeah. But it's mostly gonna be about Lupe figuring out what's going on. Because the wolf boy kind of summons her into the woods to show her. Was it the same wolf from before, you think? Yeah, that got but shot. But it didn't die from the shot. It died because a tree trampled it. I think he's in like a little cave. Oh. I don't think. I think that is. Um, I'm pretty sure that's like his like hideout or his yeah, lair, sure. as we would like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, it looks like he's just trying to hide. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I see that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. What do you think about old Wolf Boy? I love his mask. I'm all about it. I'm uh, interested to see how it goes down, how how their relationship is. Like, the wolf, because that wolf seems vicious. Yeah. So, interesting to see what goes down. And I liked it, though. I'm glad. I'm, I was stoked to be back in this, in this world. And um, art's fantastic. I like it. Seems like Howard and Lupe are becoming a little closer, a little yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah. They're kind friendly. of joking around with each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Right on, dude. Let's get into one more that we both read. I'm kind of finally catching up on this one. Uh, Local Man Number Five. Finishing <laughs> the old first arc, man. I will say this before we get into it. I read it and I loved it, and I thought that the ending was nuts with a twist. Um, I didn't that see I didn't that see twist coming. coming. Yeah, not at all. And uh, the villain was wild, and the fight scene was cool, and yeah, I liked all cool. that. And 
then I talked to you on the phone. <laughs> and <laughs> some of these weird bits of this issue came to light. And uh, it's a little head scratcher, man. You want to get into it a little? Yeah, I was. there was a couple parts that I was confused on, but we kind of talked it through. But, um, dude... Another good issue. Like, I loved it. This whole story I've loved from start to finish. The action is great. The characters are cool. It's hilarious. There's so many, like, parts that I'm just cracking up at. I think the fight scene is such a cool scene. And you, I think, hit it really good. Like, it kind of reminds you of, like, the villain from uh, Spock from the newest Spider-Man movie. Because he can, like, teleport. And he's, like, teleporting left and right. Like... Uh, throwing his knife out, and um, he's whooping Crossjack. Jeez, Crossjack doesn't stand a chance. He's beating him up. He's just getting beat up. <laughs> but but it pretty a- much it starts out right where it left off. Like he's in he's in that training facility, he's trying to get out. Um, and this dude shows right up and just starts stabbing him with his knife, dude. He kind of goes down memory lane. He's like looking at old pictures of him and his yeah. crew. and um, So there's third gen and then there's fourth gen. Yeah. He was part of third gen. He's part of third gen, but he kind of was part of fourth gen. Because remember, they were like, why doesn't Crosscheck have to be here? He just gets to go with third gen. So he could have been a fourth genner. <laughs> but maybe because he was so cool. Because he was just a sharpshooter. They were like, he we'll was take, just a, yeah, yeah. I'll take the old Crosscheck. And Camera Crusader kind of got took him under his wing, I think. Yeah. Like, almost was like a father figure, I guess I could say. Because remember that, I think, what was it, last issue? He was out with him, and they were, like, hunting. Mm-hmm. It was, like, one of the backstories um, when they were, like, all geared up. Yeah. So he kind of was like a, like a mentor to him, I would say. Without getting into to too many of the details, um, the ending was wild, didn't you think? Oh, dude, 100%. Like, I did not see that coming one bit. So, basically, Crosscheck's about to die, right? Mm-hmm. Our main villain here is just beating him up, like we said, and he's about to, like, drop, like, he's he teleports this, I don't even know what it is, it's like some big object, but it's about to crush him, right? And guess who shows up to save the day? Sheriff's wife slash Crossjack's girlfriend. <laughs> Old Betty Crocker herself, the the baker, and she yeah. smokes this guy and um, saves his life. Crossjack has a crazy interaction with Third Gen. They come back, you know, because they're trying to get there before this all goes down because they hear what's going down. Yeah. But, dude, um, yeah, so he when that thing's about to fall on him and she saves him, at first, you're just like, well, how did she get there? Yeah. One second, though. Real quick. Let me back up. How pissed were you when he kills his dog, Pepper? Livid. Fired up. And even oh, yeah. Crossjack. It reminded me of John. Every time I see an animal get hurt, it's John Wick John, all over. John Wick, baby. <laughs> I was pissed. Yeah. Cross, Crossjack goes off, dude. And you think he's going to win, but this dude's just, his teleportation skills are top notch. Yeah. Anyways, back to what you were saying. Yeah. She rolls in, somehow gets there right in time. She's like, dude, she knows how to handle a firearm, too. Like this lady that just begs all her life comes in like she's John Wick and just <laughs> firing darts at this guy, dude. And yeah. she's even she's even standing there like in the doorway, like James Bond esque. Like, mm-hmm. let me just ask you a question though. So, 
we've got this guy. He wasn't part of fourth gen, right? He's just like a, a rando who somehow has powers. I would it, it seems that way. But he knows about fourth gen. Maybe he did have connections with them somehow. I'm not. A, I think his dad worked there or something too. And then when Crossjack left, the that facility got shut down, and that's why everyone's mad at him because everyone lost their jobs in the town. Yeah, like he had a personal vendetta against Crossjack because he thinks cr- the when like Crossjack was responsible for that thing going under. Yeah. So that's where there was some confusion for me. Yeah. But all I know is what it comes down to is he was working with uh, Cameron Crusader and uh, doing some shady shenanigans, trying to make these like super powered superheroes, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, the bad guy was working with Camo. Yeah, that's what I took. But away from. my big question at the end here, kind of the lingering thing is like, so you've got Crossjack and obviously he's still on this mission and he's got a bad guy to find. He's in the middle of a midlife crisis sort of deal, which I yeah. just love that. And uh, so it seems like that's going to continue. But right now, the big question for me is, what is third gen's involvement with Camo's weirdness? What do they know about the villain? Are they a good group or a bad group? Some of that was like unclear to me. at the Yeah, end yeah, I, I totally agree. That was unclear to me, too, because he's like trying to explain it to them. And then it all just came back to him being selfish and yeah. very self-centered and just focused on himself and his image. And um, that's why he was kicked out. And so it was kind of unclear if they knew what was going on, what Camera Crusader was doing. I would I s- assume they did. Mm-hmm. It and, seemed like they did. Yeah. And then we get to the very end where we see the biggest twist where I don't know if we want. It was this came out a couple weeks ago. Spoiler. We're just going to spoil away. But the the baker, the the sheriff's wife, his old fling, now probably new fling again, mm-hmm, is um, she is the kind of the one mastermind. It seems behind it all. She's talking to a couple people on the phone, some investors. Yeah, like two two different investors she has on the phone at the same time, and she goes out to her secret compound baking lair. Yeah, and um. Where where she looks like she's like the leader of what Camel Crusader was doing in the first place, making these high powered supervillains or superheroes. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And now he's in, he thinks they're having like a side fling and they're in love, and she's um, just controlling him. I hope the story continues. I hope it's just not done here because yeah. I love. No, it. it will for sure. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite panel, though, bro. Is at the very end when Crossjack's getting picked up by the Uber driver, the guy goes, "Oh, here we go again, freaking Crossjack!" And he's like, I t- <laughs> <laughs> "And he's like, I told you, I'm not Crossjack. I'm Xavier, uh, defender of Farmington, Wisconsin." And he's like, "Yeah, well, forget him too." <laughs> yeah, stupid name. <laughs> Oh, dude, so funny, dude. Um, so even though I was a little, had a, a couple questions when this finished, I, I still really enjoyed it. I still I think, think it's one of the best ongoings currently, and oh, anybody should be reading this. I, I, I agree 100%. I think the art's incredible. I like how at the end, there's always that little like side story from back when he was in uh, yeah. the group. Um, those are always cool because the art is a little different. They're all in like mm-hmm. their suits and you get a little more backstory of his past when he was part of this group and going through training and, and um, 
So I liked it, man. It, it, it was, it was cool. And, um, yeah, it's, um, one of my favorite ongoing, I think, uh, yeah, right definitely. now for sure. So right on buddy. But that was it for me, dude. I got, um, it was just those four. I did pick up a couple other ones that I haven't been able to get into yet. Um, hopefully this weekend I'll finally get able to catch up on like turtles and the, uh, lost year series. So I'll let you know when I get to it. Heck yeah, man. What about you? You got any other highlights you want to, you want to spotlight real quick? Yeah, dude. Uh, this one's put on my uh, radar by our buddies over at the Hardcover Hideout. Another podcast to check out if you're into comic books. They, it's called The Girl and the Glim. Hmm. And it Who puts was, it out? I uh, believe that it was IDW. Yeah, IDW. And this was cool, man. It's about a girl uh, who is moving to a new city, starting a new school, getting bullied, getting picked on. And, uh, you know, one day she's locked in like the library closet and figures the way out through the window, but it leads her into the woods, bro. And in the woods, she sees this giant like monster thing and just these ton, a ton of like little spider things that are chasing after her. See if I could find a panel because the artwork was really cool. And, uh, it turns out that the, um, sorry, I'm trying to find the panel for you. Uh, that the dark monster in the woods and the all these little tiny spiders that are kind of a, accompanying it are called um, gl- uh, glums. And uh, so she's running away from as fast as she can. She gets home and uh, there's like a little white version of one of them in her room with her. And it's called a glim. So there's glim and glum, you know. Mm, and okay. Then so she teams up with the glim. Uh, to take out all the glums and uh, it just ended up being a really fun wild story and I liked it man the glim was super funny and all like me and my daughter were reading it together and she just thought it was hysterical like all the like shenanigans that the that the glim gets up to with her but it was cool man I really enjoyed it Uh, you know just about like being in that situation you know I had to do it for kids I've done it yeah yeah you've done it too that's right Yep. When I moved to, you know, Havasu for high school and I remember the first day I was there, you know, the, the, the style clothing was fashion was so different from Michigan. Oh, and dude. I, I, I'm wearing these, like, I don't know what they were, bro, but they're like probably some sort of Jenko jeans. Jenko's Lee pipes. Yep. They had like <laughs> threading down the side. Um, some dude just laid into me. And I remember from that day on, I would never, I was like, Ma, I need a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, re- I think, because I've moved several times growing up, but I, I moved from California to Texas and talk about a culture shock. Yeah. From, uh, you know, junior high kid going from California to, to Texas was um, pretty gnarly. Yeah. So I, I've been there. So um, tough, tough situation for kids sometimes. But so they end up capturing one of the glums, her and the glim, and it kind of ends there. So I'm hoping that we get another volume soon because I'm really curious to know how they're going to deal with the rest of them, what they're going to do with this one that they have in a jar. And I just want to keep going with with the girl and the glim, man. It was super fun. Nice, dude. Show me some artwork. You haven't got there yet. So this is the first time she sees the big monster. Oh, yeah, that is pretty rad. No, yeah, that looks pretty cool. Like a cool YA story. So that's its arm, and she's like running away from it with that coloring so rad. Yeah, that is cool. 
<laughs> and then when she gets home, so those were they're like black and green. They're the glums. When she gets home, it's this little white dude that's with her, like a glowing like. Oh the sun. yeah, yeah, he looks cool. So it was neat, dude. So shout out to our friends over at the Hardcover Hideout for putting that on my radar, man. I had a lot of fun with it. It was just super fun read, kind of what I wanted at that time. And uh, my daughter ended up really enjoying it as well. So that was neat. I liked to. Yeah, good recommendation from them. And then, uh, dude, I got to get into this other one called, I'm going to say it totally wrong, but it's by Michael Walsh. And it was put out by Humanoids, kind of like YA division called Big, just B-I-G. And uh, I got this and I wasn't really thrilled about it until I saw this on the back. This book is pure magic, bursting with imagination, heart and adventure by my boy. Jeff. Jeff. I knew it. Before you even finished, I knew it was going to be from Jeff. And, dude, I love this book, man. So what's the name of it? Because you haven't even said it yet. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I hate it when people do that. I appreciate it. The uh, the Oats, O-A-T-E-S, that's their last name. So the Oats and the Elfine. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. And, dude, this was such. That looks like a cool, like, uh fairy tale slash like yes exactly what it is bro yeah it looks neat and uh it's for like middle age i think my daughter would have been a little scared at some of it but so and i was like surprisingly nervous about it bro because so it's about this family (laughs) i'm serious uh it's about this family and so there's uh an older brother a middle sister and a younger sister and they're all out playing at the lake And the little girl on their way back gets kidnapped. And it turns out it's by a monster who's kind of jumping back and forth between the the elf. I'm not going to say it right unless I'm looking at it. The elfin? Elfine and the real world. But so they're they're on a mission. They got to find their little sister, right? And uh, so they're they're gearing up. They're getting into the woods. They're going to go find their little sister. And halfway into the woods, they're greeted by... uh, an elf an elf no like a fairy a fae is what i think she called herself and uh she takes her to this doorway where they're then transported to the uh elfine which is like the the mystical magical world kind of fairy tale world yeah yeah and it turns out that one of the one of the creatures there i'm this is such a rich and cool story i'm gonna not do it any favors right here by explaining this story so just I'm bearing with you. Yeah, I'm going to hang with you here. And um, so when they're there, one of the funny things is, is right away, the little daughter had a stuffed bear uh, who was her knight in shining armor, she'd always call it. He's alive? In the Elfine, it's alive and it's huge. That's right. And like the only thing it wants to do is find, I think her name's Daisy. And uh, you just end up loving the bear, dude. Dude, I'm already He saves the day a couple times. And uh, so it's just their mission in the El- in the Elfine to find and save their sister from this dark creature that's that's spreading kind of like a plague through the Elfine, which is destroying all the Fey and doing all this damage there. And uh, dude, it was just so freaking good, and such a rad story about family. And I can't wait for my daughter to read this just because of the connection of the siblings in this one, the brother and sister fighting for their little sister. Mm, and, that's cool. Uh, one of the funny things is, is I think his name's Ben. 
he's all into it, bro. He's stoked because he's just like a nerdy kid. And uh, one of the funny things is, is before, because they they moved, they just recently moved, and as a going away present, his best friend gave him a sword. And, you know, it's just made out of, like, cardboard or something, but it's their magical sword. But in the Elfine, it becomes a magical sword. Oh, yeah. And this dude knows all the, like, fairy tale things and all the stories. And so, dude, he's eating it up, bro. He's not scared of nothing. Yeah, he's he's living, and that's his world. Yeah. And his sister is not jamming with him. But her, her grandma gave her a little pendant, which in there, this cool wizard turns into a, a magical staff. And uh, she starts seeing some of like how fun it is to be like Ben here. And uh, she saves the day from a dragon with her magical staff. And she just starts seeing her brother in a new light and appreciating him. And uh, just them fighting for their sister. It was really cool, man. Uh, but one of the wild things is, so the the writer, uh, Michael Walsh, this was like a true story for him when he was a kid. His younger sister was kidnapped, and though it didn't last long, she was returned pretty quick, I guess. But he just says, like, it left an impact on him forever. Oh, yeah, know? I bet. So it was wild, dude, and it, like, it made me feel nervous, dude. Just, I mean, that premise is intense. Yeah. Uh, but I highly recommend The Oats and the Elfine, if you can find it. It's uh fantastic story uh middle-aged story so if you have kids middle-aged definitely pick it up uh the ending was just so cool dude like who the bad guy was and uh how they get him to change his ways was radical dude good pickup man i like it yeah so that was cool that's a hard cover is it yeah yeah it's nice yeah it looks real nice this was actually sent to me by the dudes over at uh, AIPT Comics. So shout out to them as well. Awesome site. Really cool podcast as well. So thanks, guys. Well, right on, dude. I'm glad you got into those. Those, those stories are fun, man. Yeah. So I got to read two of those kinds of stories this week and loved them both, man. The Girl in the Glam and uh, the Oats and the Elfine. And it was just a, a cool week for me, dude, for those stories. <laughs> Yeah, I will say this, dude. There was one um, that I seen on the shelf this week at my local shop because I got to make a trip in there finally. It's been a couple weeks. And it was from IDW. It was a number one uh, just released called The Hunger and the Dusk. Oh, you sent that to me. It looks so rad. And it looked like a rad, like, fairy tale story. And I've read good things about it. Um I didn't end up getting it, but I think I, I might try to pick it up because I love those type of stories. And it, it just can looks you say fun, the name so. again so I can write it down because I forgot. Yeah, um, it's called the Hunger and the Dusk. Yeah, dude. Based on that cover you sent me, that looked really cool. Yeah, so that could be a cool one to pick up. So if anybody out there, if, if you're reading this or uh, if you picked this up and got into it this week, let head on know. over to our Discord. Um, let us know or shoot us a shoot us a message over at Instagram. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, see what this book's about. Heck yeah, buddy. Anything coming out next week you're looking forward to? Oh, man. Next week's another banger week. Yeah, it is. What are you thinking next week? What are you looking forward to most? Like, be honest. I, Lay it I'm out really there. A vicious circle, too. Dude, the artwork in that is phenomenal. Yeah. So it's been what, like at least three months, three, four yeah. months since the first one came out. I was getting worried, but Ross told me, I guess it's quarterly or something. Yeah. So there's four issues once a quarter. Um, super was, stoked on it. I know that first issue was nuts, dude. I it's going to be it. 10 bucks. Oh so, yeah. Cause it's a big boy. Cause it's a big old boy. <laughs> 
And then the other one I know that you're gonna you're looking forward to is that Wild's End number two. Yeah, Wild's End number two. Super stoked on that one. I really like the first one, so that should be fun. We got Deadpool Batter Blood two coming out. Stoked for that. Uh, the TMNT Lost Day special. Uh, I hate Fairyland. Another new issue of that's coming out. I can't remember what number. Seven, I think. Seven. Uh, and one I'm stoked for, dude, is the Noctera Nemesis special. Mm, yeah. That's another one I need to catch up on. And then in terms of trades, dude, if nobody's picked up or didn't get a chance to read a calculated man when it was when it was coming out in singles, the trade's coming out next week. And oh, is it? That was a fun story. So oh. that's a recommended trade pickup. Yeah. What about, um, are you reading any other Marvel? Because Moon Knight's coming out with a new... Um... Oh, right on. New, I haven't new. been staying up, so but Ross has been saying that the Moon Knight run's still pretty cool. So Yeah, the art looks pretty right on this one. Moon Knight, City of the Dead. So that could be neat. Heck yeah, buddy. Um, I think that's it. Oh, Old Dog 6. If you're still oh, really? Reading. I didn't yeah. see that on there. Yeah. So there's some good stuff coming out. At, um, another good week, I think. Heck yeah, man. And just as a reminder, check out coffeeinacomic.com. For these and anything else you're looking forward to coming out, Frank's a rad dude, rad shop, doing good things. <laughs> Enter our coupon code at checkout, the comic book lair in all caps. Save yourself 15% off. Get yourself some coffee, stickers, and books. Can't go wrong there. And he's got a rad giveaway, so check him out on Instagram as well. Uh, and enter that giveaway. What's he giving away? Tons of books, coffee, stickers, and candy. Dude, I'm in when you said candy. <laughs> I had the worst sweet tooth. Right on, buddy. I had fun hanging out with you, man. Dude, good week, man. Good books this week. Super fun. Can't wait to hear what uh, everybody else is reading. Um, definitely subscribe to our show. Tell a friend. Send Tell it on over friend. to a buddy. Get a buddy going. And you we know love we to, haven't... Go ahead. We love to meet new people. So, uh, yeah. Um, send, send them a link. Uh, head on over to our uh, Instagram, the Comic Glare. And... Um, if you want to join the combo further, head over to our Discord. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, buddy. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.